We're talking Brian Flores and what he thinks of the Steelers linebackers' progress, especially Devin Bush. Also, Kenny Pickett's big day in training camp with the, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm Chris Carter, host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, YouTube, anywhere. Podcasts are hosted both free. And we always talk about your Pittsburgh Steelers, your team, every day. We thank you for making us your first podcast listen every day. Now, I did tell you guys yesterday that I would be interviewing Brian Flores. I did. It was a very interesting conversation. We'll get to that in a minute. I do want to apologize. This episode... Went up later than I expected. I recorded it completely at St. Vincent College, but there were some technical issues, so I needed to come back to my place, re-record the whole thing, edit, and put it back out there. So I apologize for it not getting up as on time as possible, but still wanted to get this out to you guys. So uh, went th- so I got a chance to talk to Brian Flores, my first chance talking to him one-on-one, um, and it was a very interesting conversation. I will say up front, we did not talk about the lawsuit or anything like that. Uh, it was myself and Jerry Dulac were, uh, were kind of there. Just to, We were the only people talking to him uh, on, on Wednesday. And, you know, Jerry was asking questions about it. And Brian was polite, very politely said, hey, I'm not talking about that stuff. You know, obvious reasons. There's, there is a lawsuit going on right now. So we, I respected that. And our talk is purely football, purely about Devin Bush, Miles Jack, this linebacker core, and how Devin Bush is growing. Uh, because let's face it, Devin Bush is a vital piece to the future of this defense. They already have Cam Hayward. They already have TJ Watt. Make if it's Patrick. They got guys coming up like Alex Highsmith. They're hoping that Akella Witherspoon and, this, the, you know, and, these, and these corners can come together. They're hoping that Miles Jack can be that guy that he's looked like he's going to be in camp. But Devin Bush, with how young he is in his early 20s, and him being the highest picked, the highest selected stealer in the draft since Plaxico Burrs way back in 2000. This is a big deal for him to get better and to get back to being the linebacker they hoped he was when in the, before his injury. So I got a chance to talk to Brian Flores about him. Listen to what he says when I ask about Devin Bush's progress. But I start by asking him about his approach in coaching. When I talked to Miles Jack, Miles Jack said it was refreshing to hear a coach say, hey, you either get what I'm telling you 100% right or it's wrong. If it's 95% right, it ain't right. And I talked about that on this on this show before with my interviews of Miles Jack that we put on this show. So here's Brian Flores. I start with that question, and then I kind of go into Devin Bush there with Brian Flores. But he gives a lot of great insight. Here is Brian Flores. You have your approach is it's either 100 percent right or it's not right or it's it's, it's just straight up wrong. How have you seen? Because he said like that's really helped his mental state mm-hmm. as far as adjusting to this team. How have you seen him and Devin and the other guys respond to the way that you approach the game? Uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's important. Um, you know, I think these guys are always trying to go out there and do the right thing um, and be in the right spot because, you know, where they are defensively affects all the people. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's kind of what I talk about. You know, if you're not where you're supposed to be, then the safety thinks you're going to be there, defense tackle thinks you're going to be there, we're not there, we don't, we don't read it the right way. 
um, then you know we're probably not going to have a good play. We're not going to have our best play. Um, so that's the kind of the standard I try to uh, you know put forth for those guys, um, and they've taken to it. Um, and you know I would say you know we're, we're constantly trying to build and get better, and um, I think they're doing a good job with, with that overall. What kind of challenges have you seen Devin overcome in the stages of camp? Just getting back to the style of football that he that he needs to play for himself. You know, we've seen him lead the team in tackles in, you know, before, and last year was obviously a step back coming back from injury. But you know, he, when he got here, he was a thinking man. They said he was calling out plays as a rookie mm -hmm. and being able to do that. Have you seen him take steps forward that have said, "Hey, like I'm seeing growth in the way this guy processes"? I think Dev tries to get better every day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think, and that's what I stress to him. Um, you know, and, and whether that's, you know, reading the run, reading pass, um, blitzing, coverage, there's a lot of the position. I think he's trying to improve in really all those areas every day, um, you know, specific to, you know, calling things out. Um, I think he's got a good awareness and kind of has a good feel for, you know, generally what the offense can do um, and how can he can be attacked. And I think, um, I think the entire group has a good feel for that. Or they're working towards that, but you know, the offenses in this league and you know, our offense, you know, they're, they're 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 jet motioning and they're shifting and motioning and putting guys um, and, and, and moving our eyes a little bit. So it's it's never easy, but we're working to get better every day. Do you see guys? gravitate toward him I know he's a, he's still young he's very young in this game but when you look at guy to think that to think that much and to be that kind of a key place for the defense usually you got to be a kind of guy that people can rally around and this is defense with a lot of stars on it how have you seen him I guess be that kind of person or grow into that kind of person I think overall the defense just kind of gravitates to each other mm -hmm. um probably not the answer you're looking for no, no. but I think um I think there's good camaraderie mm -hmm. and unity amongst the group so to say that hey they gravitate to one guy, um, obviously there's a lot of you know, great players on this, on this defense and really on this team. Um, so I, I think you know there's more. You know when I think of the group, I think of it more as you know total defense than what them gravitating to one guy. My last question. Between, especially Miles and Devin, they're athletes that give you a lot of different flexibility. They can fill the run. They can get deeper in their pass coverage. Are there things that you're able to scheme up and say, and go to Terrell and say, hey, let's do this because these guys, they have these kind of different flexibilities. Is that something that expands what you guys can yeah, do? I think anytime you've got, you know, a, a player with who has versatility, um, as a coach, you know, you can come up with ideas to, um, you know, highlight, you know, their, their strengths. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's what we're always trying to do as coaches. So, uh, you know, guys who have flexibility, which we have, you know, a number of guys on our defense who, who, who have flexibility, can play multiple positions and, you know, line them up on the left, line them up on the right, put them on the tight end, put them on the back, blitz them, cover them. There's a, a multitude of things you can do. All those conversations always come up. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, how does it fit within the overall structure of the defense mm -hmm. and what we're trying to do? fits we do it if it doesn't fit uh you know, maybe we save it for another game plan so a few things about that interview one it's clear brian flores is the reason that man was a head coach the reason that he is he is very highly respected the guy's a thinking man he knows his football and he also knows how to talk like, like this guy you know he's giving me answers but he's also not giving anything out that's going to besmirch his players or anything Notice when I asked him about Devin Bush with my second question, how I was asking, like, hey, have you seen this progress? Have you seen him become this player that you want him to be? And he, he didn't say yes. 
And he, but he said, you know, Devin is working really hard. Essentially, he was talking about how Devin, you know, he's, he's working hard. He shows up every day. He's doing the things he needs to do. So that to me says a few things. One, he does like Devin Bush. He does see the work that he's putting in. Devin Bush isn't just showing up and saying, oh, I'm fine. I don't need to do anything. He's, he is showing the work, but it, it does tell me, uh, you know, reading between the lines of what he said, not saying this, this is exactly what he said, but it gives the impression to me that, yeah, Devin Bush still has a ways to go in his progress. I will say in practices, I've seen Devin Bush make that make some progress not the ultimate progress that you need to see if you are a Steeler fan and you want to see him become this 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 ultra linebacker but i i think it's important to talk more about to look more into what he was talking about and what we've seen with devin bush we'll do that more in the next segment here on the lockdown steelers podcast but first got to talk to you guys about our great sponsor built bar and of course We've got the Built Bar Puffs with the cookie dough chunk flavor. It's amazing. You got to try it out. Before, my favorite flavors of Built Bars were the double chocolate mousse and the birthday cake puffs. But man, the cookie dough chunk puffs have taken their place. It's a new flavor. It's indulgent cookie dough. And again, it's covered in 100% real chocolate, just like all Built Bars and Built Puffs are. If you're unfamiliar with what a Built Puff is, a Built Bar, first of all, is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The Built Puff is a lighter version of that, less chewy, more marshmallowy, packed with the same awesome flavors. But the cookie dough chunk puff flavor might just be the best one they've ever made. Imagine real cookie dough chunks covered in 100% real chocolate, all with that marshmallowy feel. It is an amazing taste that you have to try. And the great thing about this is you get all of that goodness in just 160 calories. That's a low amount of calories while packing a whopping 15 grams of protein. And that's just not that's not just any type of protein. That's collagen protein. That's the healthy kind of protein that helps you absorb more of the healthy things that helps with your diet and helps you stay healthy. This is why you got to go check out Built Bars and Built Puffs at Built.com. When you go to Built.com and you want to order yourself some cookie dough chunk Built Puffs right to your door, be sure to use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order when you visit Built.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. I wanted to give more time to focus on my re- my re- reactions to Brian Flores' answers in that interview because I think it's really good we got to talk to him. And, and again, focusing on Devin Bush, I've seen him practice him seem to be making more educated attacks into plays. Uh, as, as if you follow me on Twitter at car critiques, you can catch my tweets when I'm there at practice at, at training camp practices, saying what's happening, who's doing what, who's making what plays. And I've seen Devin Bush making more stuffs in the hole, especially in big in, in, in goal line situations. I've seen him get his hand on the football, knocking passes down. He's had an interception or two. There are things that he's doing that I think are showing, hey, he's not just going to be a body on the field that can move fast but doesn't, which was what he was for a lot of times last year. Now, last year, I gave him a lot of leeway because I'm like, hey, that ACL tear, you never know how guys react. And even Vince Williams, former teammate of, of Devin Bush and retired Steelers linebacker, said, like, hey, like the way that he plays, that ACL tear is really going to mess him up. 
So it's going to take time for him to recover and get his feet back under him. And you all should really give him till next year. So hearing that and hearing, you know, what Devin Bush has been, um, you know, you know, ha has also talked about like, Hey, like I wasn't comfortable landing on my feet. Like I wasn't comfortable, like trusting my, my legs to stay up under me. If I left my feet landed on the ground and that I would be fine. And he says he is more comfortable with that. So what do I take from what Brian Flores says? If Devin Bush was actually not working out, if he was not getting anything there, I think that there would be more of a challenge from Brian Flores for him to, to, to study harder. But one thing with Brian Flores says, he's like, hey, Devin responds in the classroom. He asks good questions. He's a guy that wants to, he's a guy that wants to focus on improving. And he is focusing on improving every single day. Those are good signs. You know, and yes, Robert Spillane is currently listed as a co-starter with Devin Bush right now. But I think that's because they got to see more from him and they're going to rotate these guys until Devin puts it all together. But you're seeing Devin working to do that. And Devin Bush has the athleticism to help in the run while also helping in the pass. Robert Spillane, his skill set is very much a run defense fit guy. Or if the running back goes to the flat, he covers them out there. But if you're asking Robert Spillane to start trying to cover tight ends or quick running backs who are running Texas routes and getting it open in the middle part of the field, that's when he's in trouble. That's where Devin Bush has to come in, and he has to be smart. It's not just about being fast and getting to the sideline to take down a running back. It's not just about having the quickness to, to run with a cutting receiver. It's about being smart making the calls, being able to communicate to all levels of the defense and say, hey, this is what's going on, and reading and reacting to your keys. Now, the good thing is for, for Devin Bush, I think he's been doing that more and more in camp. I've been watching him specifically when he does his, his drills, whether it's 7-on-7s, seven 11-on-11s, seven, 1-on-1s, he does seem to be in the vicinity of what's going on a lot more often. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Steelers work this year. Now, early in this week, I talked about how maybe this defensive line is really going to be stacked this year with Larry Ogunjobi back and now practicing. He's also still looking pretty good. Got Cam Hayward, Tyson Alualu's back. DeMarvin Leal looks really, really strong. Chris Wormley's playing well. Montrevious Adams did leave with, with what looks like an injury on, on Wednesday. We're going to get more details on that. You got to hope that it's not too serious for him because he did play well when they brought him in from the Saints practice squad last year. But Point being, with all those guys and Isaiah Loudermilk, you're confident the defensive line is going to play better. If the defensive line plays better, it means the linebackers can play cleaner. What I mean by that is, of course, defensive linemen, oftentimes their roles are making sure the offensive line does not get to the second level of the defense. Let your athletes at the linebacker position, which is the second level, be able to go make plays, especially against the run. The Steelers were the worst run defense in the NFL last year. They need that to help solve this situation. But if they do solve that situation, they need the linebackers to take advantage of that. And if Devin Bush isn't on his A game, he won't take advantage of that, and it'll be a problem. Fortunately, I also think a big factor to this, to this is Miles Jack being there because I think Miles Jack being a veteran presence who's at, not who's not only a veteran, but he's also athletic. He can cover the pass, and he can help against the run, and he's physical. And he's been the guy who's kind of been the central part of a, of a defense. He's a guy that Devin Bush can lean on in those tough moments. And he's a guy who I think Devin Bush can even learn from in those moments because Devin Bush is not just about him being good this year. They need him to learn to be learn to be a better player so they can use him in future years and future years. Because, again, if, if he becomes this 
really important linebacker to this team, and he becomes a playmaker at this position, you're going to have T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, and the crew along with this guy. And I know Cam Hayward's up there. He's probably only got like a few more years left in his, in his tank, but you're going to have a very strong core, and I've said this several times. If the linebacker core for the Pittsburgh Steelers becomes an absolute strength for them, then you're looking at a situation where they're the glue to the defense and this defense truly is elite. And now one thing that was discussed before I, before I, I, I started up the, the interview clip that you guys saw, because uh, Jerry Dulek was asking questions uh, for the Pittsburgh post-Gazette where I'm also about to be starting to writing, uh, writing for them uh, on pit athletics. But, one thing that, that Jerry brought, you know, asked, he's like, are you exclusively, are you, are you exclusively working with the inside linebackers? And Brian Flores said, you know, he is involved with bigger level things, but he is specifically working with the inside linebackers primarily to get them fixed up and, and, and ready to go. And I, as, as we've talked about on this show last week, when they first put on the pads and it was the first day of pads, uh, uh, Devin Bush didn't do well against Benny Snell. Benny Snell ran him over, and Brian Flores dug up on uh, 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 dug up in him. That shows you Brian Flores is not a person who's just going to say, "Oh yeah, he's doing fine." He, he he in front of the entire world because reporters were there and fans were there. Everyone could see Brian Flores digging up in Devin Bush. So for him to say positive things about his growth, I think that's a good thing. But he again didn't say definitively. He didn't give a complete affirmative answer what excuse me when i asked about his growth so that to me shows he's like hey he's moving in the right direction he's doing the right things in the classroom and it's obvious that conceptually he is understanding what he's supposed to say and what he's supposed to do now he has to put it together on the field and when the steelers start their preseason schedule uh this this saturday at at akershire stadium Yes, I'm going to still say Akershire Stadium. I know I know a lot of people, you know, I got people hit me up in my comments saying, it's Heinz Field, Chris. And I'm like, but listen, it's my job. It's Akershire Stadium. I'm sorry. But you know what I mean? When they're there Saturday, and also I'll be there Saturday, by the way, um, covering covering the game. So I'll be giving you my live analysis there as well. Um, but I want to see how Devin Bush takes on those challenges, how he, well, you know, how he looks in communication and how in sync with the rest of the defense. Because if he's in, if he is in sync, and if you're seeing those things that Brian Flores is talking about, you can know as a fan, like, okay, there's tangible things here. And I, I know as a Steelers fan, you can't help but worry. You know, it's it's the it's the new season. Is everyone's worrying? Like, is is everything gonna is everything gonna fall apart? Is everything gonna work great? Is this team gonna be awesome? Is this team gonna be mediocre? Is this team gonna be bad? All those things are on the table for you. But what I often say to do is you take every day, one piece at a time, take notes from each day and remember them for what you see on, 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 on the tape and on the field when you're watching the games. And if you're seeing Devin Bush be in the right places, if you're seeing him not looking lost in the field, that means there's meat on the bone of what Brian Flores just told us in the interview in that first segment. That means there is, there, there, there is something there and there could be, the progress that everyone's hoping to see from, from Devin Bush coming out of what Brian Flores is working on. And if, again, if him and Miles Jack come together and Miles Jack, I think is having a terrific training camp and you have Robert Spillane. Also the Steelers did let go of Ulysses Gilbert. He had an injury issue and it just, it was too much, but I will say buddy Johnson, Mark Robinson also having good training camps for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You could have a good linebacker room for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's, a really good sign if Brian Flores can fix that up in just a year's time or less than a year's time, 
that's a major win for this organization. And you'll have guys going forward because, again, with Devin Bush, even if Miles Jack only sticks around for like a couple years, if Buddy Johnson or Mark Robinson work out as a pairing guy with Devin Bush, you got your long-term off-ball linebackers there working on this team. So I think there's a lot of positivity to be taken out of what Brian Flores said, but also cautious optimism. Not total optimism, like, yeah, it's going to be great. But like, hey, there's something here. Let's see if it pays off on tape and it backs up what Flores was talking about in that interview. So that being said, I do want to talk about what else happened on practice on Wednesday. It was a big day for Kenny Pickett. We'll break all that down on the next segment right here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. Stay with us. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're continuing our talk about the Steelers training camp, and we just did, did two seconds about Brian Flores. I got to talk to you guys about Kenny because, ooh, Kenny Pickett, he had himself a day at training camp on Wednesday. Now, granted, no pads were on. It was a it was their first non-full-padded day of practice since before their break over the, in the weekend. But... I saw Kenny Pickett in seven shots. You know, it was wherever he only got one chance. Uh, uh, Mitch Trubisky had four shots. None, none of none of the four worked. The defense was really on it, though. Like, they was blanketing receivers left and right. He was he had to keep holding on to the ball because all his reads were legitimately covered. That was a tough situation for him. Mason Rudolph, though, goes two for two. And everyone's thinking, like, oh, Mason, is there more to that? And Mason, you know, he again, he knows this offense. He's going to be the guy that has that advantage. Uh, Kenny Pickett, though, went, went, you know, tried one play, didn't work out. But after seven shots, when this team went to situational football and did 11 on 11s, Kenny Pickett was not just airing it out, but airing it out within the plays. And what I mean with that is that he's making plays within the structure and the concept that Matt Canada draws up. As I talked, I've talked about this briefly before, but. One thing that often rookie rookie quarterbacks do is when they start to make plays, it's often outside of the structure. It comes in sandbox football moments where the play's broken down. They didn't make the correct read. So now they're trying to point and say, okay, is this guy getting open? Now, now receivers, it's a scramble drill. Are receivers just running to get open? And can I get the ball to them in good spots? Kenny Pickett did a lot of that in the first couple of weeks of camps. And those were often his most successful plays, if not his only successful plays sometimes. But over the past week or so, and I've been saying this, you know, as it's coming along when he took the second team offense earlier this week, um, those plays have been coming in the concepts, not sandbox plays, not him making things up after the fact and, and receivers running the scramble drills, but the concept, the routes concepts playing out, him not staring down receivers, him going to going through his reads and finding the open man. He's been doing that. I think it's a very good sign moving forward. Um, and again, he's a rookie. There, he's gonna have he's gonna have a bad day soon in training camp. It's just part of the process. But in this, it was a rainy day. It was a muddy day. It was slippery out there. Um, you know, I, I was out there. Trust me, I almost slipped and fell on my butt. It was really bad. Um, fortunately, I did not. No one saw that. So, haha. You know, there's no there's no camera footage of me falling down. But um, you know, a lot of people said with Kenny's hands, oh, his hands are too small. He has to wear two gloves. He can't throw the ball in the rain. I saw this man launch a forty yard bomb on the money in the rain into tight coverage and get the ball there. I was like, now that's an NFL throw. That's what you need to see out of Kenny Pickett. There were multiple times that he threw the ball 20, 30, 35, 40 yards downfield and looked 
good doing it. And through the 11-on-11 sessions, I thought that he was the best of the day. Mason Rudolph came in second. I will say Mitch Trubisky came in third. He did not have a good day. And he that kind of broke his chain of good days because I had I had been pointing out that Mitch Trubisky had been improving and kind of becoming the best quarterback in camp. But on Wednesday, it was Kenny Pickett. And he showed the world like, hey, like, I, you know, the, I can be this guy. Um, and then at the end of practice, after all of that happened, after after Mason had some good stuff and Kenny had some good stuff, they ran the two minute drill. Now, normally the two minute drill works. They'll do uh, they'll do one with with the first team and one with the second team. Um, and then the third team has to sit by. Well, Mason got to run the first team. Mason went four for four. Just bang, 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 hitting guys over the field. He hit George Pickens with a deep ball and then went right back to him with a fade on, in the in the end zone. And George Pickens made this spectacular grab. One-handed, Akella Witherspoon plastered all over him. One-handed, tips it to himself. He catches it with that same hand and pulls it in the end zone. Feet down, an amazing touchdown. One of the more remarkable plays George Pickens has made in camp. Also, that man... Definitely the camp star so far. He, he's I've said it almost every episode. George Pickens is on fire right now. There's a lot of reason to believe the hype around George Pickens. But Mason Rudolph went four for four. Good good decisions. Good good plays being made there, and he got the job done. I thought that was that was that was that was very interesting. But then Kenny Pickett gets the gets to run with the second team, not Mitch Trubisky. And Kenny Pickett goes two for two with a touchdown, and his was very interesting. His First one was it was was sort of a dump down when he saw Jalen Warren broke out to the flat and Jalen Warren took it 30 yards. And then the next play, he just drops back, reads the zone, and he hits Steven Sims on a post route into the end zone. It was on time. You know, he was right into his break. It was the perfect read to split the, the cover two, and he made the right read. And the, the off the offense was electric. And it, that was really interesting because the offense and the defense, you know, I've, I've told you guys, they've been kind of at, at odds with each other with their celebrations. You know, the defense had their celebration where they throw the ball in the air, they pretend to, sh- pretend to shoot it, and they yell, do, 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 boom, and do all that kind of stuff. And then the offense did it back to them uh, last week, and then the defense was like, okay, now we're really going to try to get you. But in this day, I mean, the offense, they got both touchdowns, didn't throw a single incomplete pass in those two-minute drills, and they were letting the defense know. And that was when practice ended. It was kind of interesting to see that tone. But what was most interesting was Kenny Pickett was on time in his reads, making them happen. Now, I'm going to do the thing where I try to bring you guys back from being so excited because I can feel some of you guys saying, yes, put him with the first team. He's ready to go. Okay, relax. Take a step back. Wusa. All right, now you're ready. The, the things that Kenny Pickett has to do before he becomes that first team quarterback guy is he has to do that consistently, but also it has to be coming on his second, third, and sometimes even fourth reads before I think that he starts to be ready for that role. A lot of these reads in these practices, he's getting to his first read and rarely a second read, though I've seen this a couple times where he's gotten to a second and third read and he's done well with it, but it's not consistent yet. And you got to see it day in and day out before you start saying, oh, Kenny Pickett should be QB1. That QB1 is Mitch Trubisky. I'm telling you all right now, unless he bombs the rest of camp, unless he bombs these preseason games and just doesn't play well at all, then maybe we're in a different discussion. But the way I see it, Kenny Pickett, he had a really good day Wednesday. But one thing that I often hear coaches say this, especially Pat Narduzzi for Pitt football, which was Kenny's last coach. He said, you got to stack 
days. You got to put them, you have have a great day on top of a great day, on top of another great day, on top of another great day. And if Kenny can do that, then we're talking something else. But like I, like I said earlier in the show, it's one day at a time. Take the notes from it that you can remember those things and say, okay, let's compare this to what we're seeing in the game and how it's translating. And maybe we learn something about the progress of some of these young players, but for what it was, Kenny Pickett, Really good day with the number one quarterback, Mason Rudolph. Also, a really good day. Did well in seven shots and in the two point and in the two minute drill, excuse me. Um, having at it, we'll see if that plays out again on Thursday for the Steelers' last public practice before they get ready for their first preseason game. Uh, the games play on Saturday, they'll have a, they'll have a private practice Friday before that, but. We'll be talking all about that tomorrow, getting you ready for some matchups, talking about what things to look for in this game. There's going to be a lot of things, awesome things to talk about to get you ready for that preseason game that, again, I will be at. So be sure to hit me with any questions that you got. And if you're at camp, again, say hello. I've been saying hello to a lot of different fans who say, hey, I love your show. It means a lot to me when y'all walk up to me and say that. So please do not be afraid of doing so, whether you watch or listen on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, anywhere. So thanks again for all you guys checking out the show. I hope you really enjoyed the Brian Flores interview and my thoughts on it, as well as my my recap on how Kenny Pickett's been doing. Uh, we got one more show this week to get you ready for the weekend, get you some pregame thoughts and get you some you know, so, so you can be ready and watch the game and know what you're looking for. And then this weekend after the game, I will have like a post game show that I I do that I do Saturday evening and then of course we'll be back in, in full swing Monday through Friday getting things down for you uh, on the Lockdown Steelers podcast I'm Chris Carter you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques you can find the show Apple Spotify Google Podcasts Odyssey and YouTube you can also in start starting this upcoming Monday read my work at the Pittsburgh Post Gazette where I'll be covering the University of Pittsburgh's football programs thanks to everyone who's been checking us out and getting all getting all of our con- getting, getting all of our content and supporting us like the video if you if you enjoyed it subscribe to our YouTube channel to to get all of our daily Monday through Friday uh, episodes. Um, and if you're on Apple Pod, if, if you're on Apple Podcast, listen to us. Please give us a five star review with a positive co- comment with it. You do both at the same time. You get a special end of the show. Thanks again. I'll see you guys after I do my next St. Vincent College visit, right, right from Steelers training camp. We'll see you soon. 